0: Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. We're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, if you're new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with us on social media by following our pages on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. You will find us at Radio Islam USA. All right, family. Um, We're going to kind of start out with uh, just kind of a a recap, uh, if you will, of some of the events that have been taking place recently. Uh, So many of you may or may not know uh, but this <clears throat> uh, September 13th, just uh, five days ago, uh, Brother Abdul Muhman Abdullah was killed um, by Detroit police, and uh, it's being called a mistaken a mistaken shooting. But there's a there are a lot of questions, there are a lot of resistance and pushback around that, and this is nothing new for most of us who have been paying attention to how our law enforcement interact with uh, black people, Muslim, Christian, uh, or whatever uh, in the United States. But we are fortunate to have with us on the line, uh, we have Brother Jermaine Carey. He is a youth advisor at the Muslim Center in Detroit, a uh, community activist. Uh, and he was actually, he uh, knew uh, Brother uh, Abdullah on a, on a personal note and is, um, uh, is just joining us to give us some some insight as to the character because these are some of the things that we don't get to see, we don't get to talk about often. We just hear about death in terms of numbers. Uh, and so we're happy to have Brother Jermaine Carey on the line with us. As-salamu alaykum. alaykum. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so one of the things that, um, one of the things I mentioned just in terms of um, when these events, these types of uh, terrible events take place, because of our, because of our media cycle, things happen so fast and they're replaced with something, with the next thing the next day. And we really don't get a chance to really process uh, what has taken place. Can you give us, give us uh, those, us uh, particularly for those who are maybe listening from the Chicago area who might not be aware of what's taking place, can you give just kind of a recap of what took place in Detroit? Um, for the
1: most part, Uh, Brother Abdullah, uh, we we call him Abdullah Bearden, that was a nickname we had for a lot of us um, that grew up around him, grew up with him. Um, He was taken from us uh, early September 13th, every Friday morning, uh, by the hands of Detroit's uh, police department, um, SWAT, uh in connection to another they trying to say it was a connection to another homicide mm. um, but uh for the most part it was it was they it's it was, he was it was a mistake yeah. and, and, and and um are trying to get a, they're working as far as, uh different i' don't want to get too much as far as detail as far as litigation, but i don't know I know that, that they have the the wrong um, leaves and it led to him uh, basically not being here because they have one in there and they uh took the brother
0: from us. right now what I what I have seen and and I must admit that very little information about this incident has been has been made uh, has been made um f- for the public in terms of uh, media coverage uh, and that was one of the things that has really surprised me uh the only thing that has come up was the unfortunate was was the death of a another person in the house a a five year old girl?
1: But she wasn't in the house. She was. It, it, it was. She was somewhere. It was another home. Okay. Um, that brother's brother, brother um, Abdullah is the is the young girl's uh, great uncle. Okay. So basically, in in like a nutshell, uh, just misleading information led to a raid at. Um, his mother's home, where he was staying at the time. Right. Well, he wasn't staying. That's how he wasn't staying. He was. He was there. He was there at his mother's home and his brother's home, and um, basically just misinformation uh, led to uh, one thing. We're trying to figure out why did was, was they go in there so vitally um, off a of tip uh, and suspicion.
0: Right now, they they entered the home a little before five in the morning,
1: right? Uh four between four thirty four fifty
0: okay now could can you tell us something because I think this is really important um when we talk about when we talk about the loss of life that is not just in terms of numbers but that we can talk about who these people were. so can you tell us a bit about um, you all referred to refer to him as, uh, as as brother Dula, brother Dula beard yeah, Dula, um,
1: yeah
0: so can you tell us a bit what what was the brother what was he like?
1: Man, you it's you know, like when we were a lot of brothers together yesterday, we was there and we was uh, giving him his rights as far as uh, taking care of him and getting him ready for his um, transition yeah. uh, to meeting the law. Uh, we saw, we just we just spoke amongst each other and said, like, if anybody ever said anything bad about him, it's like, you got it it's, it's going to be a consequence because it's the type of person where Uh, yeah I'm still on my side of work Uh, that uh, he was a person of such a high character and you know like some people you can like some people lie because you know people die and then they make drug dealers all of a sudden get like angel wings and stuff like that but uh, (laughs) (laughs) this type of cat where like you can't say nothing negative about him as far as his character as far as how uh, much of an honorable person he was Mm-hmm. He wasn't a liar, what he was like like he ain't play like about and he ain't play about as far as his faith. Like he was a man of um, high character, high morals, no matter what the what the young brother comes like, he was like ten years older than me, so he was like my big bro. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he was sitting, he was talking to like when he don't he talk for hours, all he all he tried to do is like is keep you on the straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? No no matter what you was into or no matter what, you know what I'm saying, where you was at, mm. he was serious like that. And he was just, man, it's like his heart was um, infectious. All right. And I remember one, like one of the stories that I, I tell everybody, like, you know, last, I, I, cause I haven't seen it from minute, but like we was always talking, you know, sometimes we go through different trials where we jump off, we fall off our dean or we need to get stuff together, whatever we going through. And I was like, um, you know, sometimes we, some, some of us who, like, activists, let's say that, we go through activist burnout and we go through, you know what I'm saying, yeah. dealing with the uh, ungratefulness of people in the community, let's say that. And he was, uh, he told me, man, he said, I was like, man, I'm dumb, man. I'll, like, sometimes I'll be knowing, man, I'll be you know, get all this stuff and blah, blah, you know, we talk to it. Yeah. And so he was like, I don't know all he saw passion, he said, man don't stop doing this work, bro. He said, don't stop doing this work, God. <laughs> he said, man, who is going to tell our story?
0: Right.
1: Like, they basically talking about the young black button going up in the dean. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got the same story as a lot of people. We we got the stories of the, uh, of, of the streets, and we got the stories of, of, of being Muslim and being black. Right. We got the stories of We got a different type of narrative than the average Muslim they're trying to sell right now. Right. You know, so... And he was always adamant on just um, making sure the brothers was good. That's all he talked about. My ox, my ox, my ox. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my family, and, and 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 like you can know you if you you cannot find a person that would say anything negative about. You. And so that's why, like, the um, kind of the 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 because the, 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 we know how the how the local media media and 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 try to portray black men as soon as the law enforcement do. Um, Things that's you know questionable, nothing tragic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, they try, but they try to criminalize the victim, especially black, right? Right. You know, and so one of our our goals, at the brothers and, and families and stuff like that, is just to make sure that his name is like is it, it, golden, like whatever you try, they try to say about the brother that it would be uh negated the fact that can't nobody box for that. Right. You know, so everybody knows that, that that he is a brother of, of just uh the character value, man. Like you can't meet you you could not meet a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, like a better lover, a better um, you know, um strong brother. You know, it's just just, a, just an honorable person. And that's the only the best word I can just say, like to get all them attributes of good attributes and why just—he's just, he's
0: just a, a, a honorable person. So the and community,
1: well
0: the community. Um, I imagine from, from what I've seen just on social media. As I mentioned, I haven't seen much, much coverage in the media, but as far uh, as social media is concerned, um, it it looks like this is a this is a definite loss that the community, um, is feeling.
1: Yeah, it hurt, man. Especially a lot of people in our. And um, our age range, mm-hmm. like, in around, you know what I'm saying, 80s babies, and they used to call us back in the day the hip-hop jamaat in Detroit. <laughs> you know, that, that's, uh, <laughs> used to be, you know what I'm saying, like, a lot of us was in the hip-hop, like, grew up in the hip-hop community, so they called call us the hip... Some they called it the older pets like, around his age, said uh, they called them the hip-hop jamaat. They called us the younger cats, the mastia babies. Hmm. So, a lot of us... Um, you know, it hurt us so much because, like, you know, we, you know, some of us got involved in the streets. Some of us got, you know, in different things that, you know, that could have hindered us. But a lot of us still grew from that. But in somebody like him was always on the straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, regardless of what he was going through, uh, that hurt us the most because he was all he was like. He was like the balance. You know, he was the balance. Right. He's definitely the balance, man, and, and that's why like it hurts so bad. Like we're in the weird community here in Detroit, man. We we already lost somebody that we love deeply um, to the hands of law enforcement. You know, with Imam Luqman law You know, um, so you know, like and and to see that like this, these these pains this, they fester, not fester, but they sometimes they can fester. Sometimes mm. we can we can heal, and sometimes they can re resonate, you know. And uh, as of right now, a lot of that pain is, is, uh, is, is that we probably some of those fight thought that we dealt with is like kind of resonating more. As, uh,
0: yeah,
1: it seems like it's not over, and so that's that's which when you see that what's going on like about online, mm-hmm. uh, that's what you see because we know. That, you know, that was a brother of, 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 of good morals, man, a loving brother. And, and, and his life is so infectious that, like, being around him, was, like, will keep you solid. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He, he was the best person, the best character. Being around him, he was so strong and in, in, in his ways that being around him kept you solid. Even just for the most, if you just the, the 20 minutes, 30 minutes,
0: hour that you was around him, that type of person. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Mm. So one of the one of the real practical uh, realities that comes along with with this transition with death is that it leaves those of us who are left behind to make sure that that brother or sister gets their rights, uh, that they are that they're taking care of when they can no longer take care of themselves. Uh, And so on a a practical note, many of us find ourselves meeting that that challenge or meeting that occasion and not really prepared. We wind up having to kind of rely on, uh, you know, this is where the family and community comes together to make sure that things get done. Uh, Is there anything that is going on right now that the Radio Islam family can support um, just in terms of uh if there are any final expenses or if there's any effort that's going on that uh that they could contribute to that you could share with us
1: um as of right now, we are uh in the process of uh where the family is in the process as far as trying to uh obtain uh, uh litigation and going and taking the legal route. mm-hmm so a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, uh, we're trying to basically get an okay, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that's going on. We really want an okay for the family without just causing an atmosphere of uncertainty and uh, even just some of these, some things that be happening a lot of times right now when these situations happens, where there's so much going on and then next thing you know, you never hear nothing about it again. Yes. So we want to try to, uh, for basically, let me say, the family mm-hmm. and those I've been in contact with, and they're telling me, because I've been given a contact as far as, handling the social media and making sure that our brother's name is beautiful out here. Right. That's, that's what that was given to me. Okay. You know, so, um, we, we, he got, a, we have a lunch good, um, program up for him. Mm-hmm. So if those want to make donations to, to, to help, um, with the funeral expenses, to help with, the, um, his widow, uh, who he just, he just got married a few months, a few months back. Wow. Uh, remarried. Oh, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, great sister mm-hmm. she's going to need help and he has uh, boys four boys mm-hmm. um, and the mother and the mother again also the mother of his children you know they, they're going to need help and, and, and things like that I uh, just you know just how Islamically we have certain rights, and we want to make sure that they okay even if they say that they don't need help it's always good for uh to have you know saying properly dad just to just mm-hmm. take care of the family
0: Right, absolutely. And that's
1: one of the goals right now. Also, um, try to keep his name alive. Um, You're not going to hear too much about it in the media, especially um, it hasn't hit high profile yet. Right. So maybe, so once, you already know, once it gets to a point where it could be, it could be, I mean, it's high profile to a point where people in the city know about it, but it's not high profile to a point where it's nationally recognized. But once it gets to a point like that, and then, um you'll hear probably more before, but as of right now you're not gonna hear too much of it because of the um, the legal aspects and also the the, the city, uh well Detroit, but specifically the police department is um, trying um kind of up a um a case to just basically the case on why they did what they did. You know, so you're not gonna hear it. the media is going it's, it's, it's kinda like numb on it. They they really just trying to sweep it up under the rug because of um they really can't find too much information on the, um, to um prove why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. But we know how they how they try to spin out on black folks, uh, especially with law enforcement hands of black folks. I mean with with the hands of law enforcement, mm-hmm. how they take care of black folks when they um when they do us the way they do us. So
0: And then you add Muslim so just, on top of that.
1: And he Muslim. He Muslim, strong Muslim, black and he's male and he got a good reputation, a good character, mm-hmm. you know. So they going to, they, they, you know, you know how I go.
0: Yeah. So right.
1: us, um, as people, lovers of a law, lovers of people just human in general who, who have certain type of consciousness, do not let our brother go um, uh, on his name, be in vain, and just not, just not forget about him. You know, even if you don't know him, Uh, You know, people who know me know that you know me, Mom. You know me about my my word. Absolutely. Uh, About my character, about my works. Mm -hmm. So, um, and this is coming from people just around me. Any so many people that know him, like this type of person, this type of person that is his passion, the way that he passed, is affecting us so much that we need all the love and all the prayers. And, 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 and as much dedication as we can from the people to make sure that we are uh, giving him his right, his proper right as a martyr, inshallah, Shaheed, inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Well, Brother Jermaine, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Um, his family, the community, um, uh, are not dua. Uh, we certainly make dua that Allah forgive him any any shortcomings and grant him paradise. Um, and we expect that this there will be much more coming out inshallah. Uh, as I mentioned before, because of the way our new cycle is, one tragedy is replaced by another or one tragedy can be replaced simply by a distraction. And right. uh, So I think that's why it's, it's critically important for, for us to be able to touch base with with brothers that are on the ground that are in a community where, uh, where things like this where this has happened and can speak to the right. character of this, of this brother. Um, right. So, once again, we really appreciate you. Uh, and uh, con- you know pray for your continued well being and success because you can't get burnt out, brother.
1: Yeah, we're gonna make it happen for the brother, we gonna make it happen for each other, man. This, this stuff, man, i reward you, Iman, for your work. And uh, people mm-hmm. gotta stand like, man, it's, it's we got a lot of um. Hollywood and Muslim stuff going on around here, you know. So, <laughs> you know and and you gotta keep, we got to keep it real, man. So no matter if you got a title, you don't got a title. There's a lot of us out here, that's leaders, and we got to take responsibility in the handling of our community, especially as men. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I, 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 he didn't have a title, but he was a great leader, my brother Abdullah, you know, and um he inspired me, inspired people that was older than him. So they you know, our enemies know how they work how who and what how they move. So we have to be more um again, conscious. We gotta have be more uh, merciful and loving to our people than than our enemies. You know, and, 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 and show um our enemy don't have no love for us. So right. we can't be we can't mimic our enemy. You know what I'm saying? And and talk down on each other. We gotta breathe life into each other and show love each other's love and remorse to each other and try to uh maintain the soul, as much positivity as we possibly can in this uh this heavy
0: heavy duty heavy that we're living in. I mean, I mean. All right, brother, please keep us keep please keep us up to date uh there's anything that develops that we need to make sure we're amplifying that we can uh help to support.
1: Yeah, just just make just try to uh, amplify that lunch for the family.
0: Now, uh, where where should people go? Have, where should people go for uh, the w- lunch good?
1: www.lunchgood.com um, slash doula okay. and um, do what you can any man you give from a $1 dollar to a hundred dollars every dollar matters all dollars matter yes <laughs> all <laughs> dollars
0: <laughs> I think you might have started a new movement <laughs>
1: all dollars matter All and all love matters so man just keep Keep loving your heart, man, and, and, and make sure that uh we be a we, uh, we resonate that love towards one another and uh, keep the body of your prayers and hashtag Justice for doula beer.
0: Absolutely. All right, thank you, brother.
1: Right. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, salam. Let's
1: love love.
0: All right. That was our brother Jermaine Carey. He is a uh an activist, a native of Detroit. Um, he is the youth advisor for the Muslim Center uh, there as well. So we appreciate him sharing with us uh, some of the character, which is so important when we look at life. Uh, life is not its not dates, it's not numbers, uh, but it is its character. So uh, hopefully this has given us an opportunity to gain a greater appreciation for the character of the brother, um, for the uh, brother Abdullah. All right, Radio Sound family, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a minute. The Syrian Community Network, with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its north side location located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org.
2: In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Riordan. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Back.
0: Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq al and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Remember to keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you will find us wherever you get your podcasts. If that's iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or Google Play, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. You know, one of the real tragedies, uh, if you will, of hmm, of this era that we find ourselves in. It is a truly diminished uh, diminished capacity to hold attention, to focus, to concentrate. Um, the attention span for most most folks is around 30 minutes. And I can, well, I think any parent, anybody who has had to entertain a child who's had to try to keep their attention, to keep them engaged, you realize that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of moving around, it's a lot of change. Uh, because children don't have that ability. They don't have the capacity to just lock themselves down mentally and focus on one particular thing, right? They get, it gets really old for them very quickly. Now, one of the, I mean, because I used a big, I, I guess a big word when I say tragedy, uh, and that tragedy is that our media seems to have Just latched on to this reality, and have taken it down a notch or two. And we see that in how our media cycle, how one story replaces the next, how one tragedy replaces the next, one scandal replaces the tragedy, which places, uh, which displaces, you know, whatever horrible thing, and we don't really have the time to focus, to use our attention, to engage our rationale, and and figure out what what we are really looking at. We come to opinions on complex issues, or we simply just scale over even trying to come to an opinion, and we accept the opinions of others who oftentimes don't really have any in-depth knowledge or, you know, anything more than a cursory understanding because they themselves don't have time even the ones who are reporting on issues don't have the time to really engage um, on a on a in a substantive manner on the the topics that, that they're talking about it's kind of like it's a real smoke and mirrors type of thing uh, that we're going through so we just kind of accept what's been what's being given to us but as it relates to our social fabric, and us as as citizens, as Americans, um, being able to really take part in addressing some of the long-standing issues that we have in society, we aren't really using the tools that are required for that, and that's because we're not we're not really encouraged to. Uh, And that that one thing being our attention, our ability to concentrate, because we can't really solve problems. And some of our longest standing problems or one of our longest standing problems here in the United States, it has been racism, not just racism, but anti black racism. That has been one of our longest standing problems. And it has found its way not only into our politics, but it has found its way into our our religious circles, our educational circles, our economic circles. And because of that, we have we have had resurgences of of, of the, the Black Power movement. Uh, we've had um, just different manifestations of of a voice that says, "I am here, and I am not. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm a human being. And what's happening to me, it goes against the very." Uh, It goes against the very spirit of what it means to be a human being in a community, one that is looking out for the interest, for the well-being, not just of the individual, but of the collective. So we have these different resurgence. We have these different manifestations, these different expressions of resistance, most notably. And it received a lot of flack, a lot of pushback with the Black Lives Matter movement. Now say what you will about who is at the helm, how it's funded, and who um, who uh, organized and, and, and whatever. Say what you will uh, with regard to not to to not supporting it, but you must you must recognize that it comes from a place of real frustration, of real hurt, of real anger, of real disappointment. That after so many years, after centuries and centuries of being vital parts of helping to build what we all enjoy, helping to, uh, well, the economic wealth of the United States was built on, literally built on the backs of slaves. The loans that were taking out, that were taken out, the capital that was raised, the collateral was the slave on the plantation. I didn't make that up. You can look that up for yourself. But for the descendants of those slaves, of those who were enslaved, uh, pardon me, the descendants of those who were enslaved to now be dealing with the uh, the same minimizing of their humanity that their ancestors, that our foreparents dealt with, to still find that your life does not hold the same value as others. But again, I go back to us as a society, being able to have the type of attention span, the concentration that's needed to really look at these problems, to look at how we are deficient and find ways to correct, correct what's wrong, to improve on where we have uh, succeeded, But, but to address what are obvious and glaring problems for so many it's going to require our concentration. So it means that we're going to have to spend more time, more than just one day or one th- three or four minute spot on an issue. It's going to require more than it. It's going to require a deep dive. It's going to require some real intense observation and analysis and then formulation of, of policy. It's going to take self-assessment. It's going to take a communal assessment to see. How do, we, how do we undo the damage that has been done? How do we not pass this same value system, the same normalizing the acceptance of a second tier of citizenry? How do we make sure that that is not passed on to the next generation? That's going to require concentration that's going to require us us to slow down a bit and to see that there is a common thread between all of these instances where we see black men primarily black men being gunned down by police officers. It is not a a simple us or them it is not a um, a matter of saying were well, you with the police or you with, You're with black people. No, because how how idiotic is that? Why? Because we have... There are black folks that are police. They're black police chiefs. That's not the issue. The issue is there is a system where life is taken. And it's not just that it's taken, but it's taken and there's no accountability. That is probably... That is probably the most uh, distressing part of this movie that seems like it's on repeat, that it's on a loop, that there's no accountability. And there's no accountability because we don't have the time or we don't take the time to actually look at things from a, a justice lens, a true justice lens. And justice does not wear a badge Justice does not wear a uniform. Justice is something that each and every one of us are are responsible for upholding. So whether we're teachers, we're pharmacists, we're sanitation workers or healthcare workers, physicians, elected officials, stay home parents, students, young, old, does not matter. Justice is the responsibility. Of, of all of us. It is our shared responsibility. And when we see instances of injustice and we don't respond to them from that mindset, we don't respond to them from that, from that position, we allow ourselves to continue to normalize injustice. We make it a conditional justice. And... Honestly, if we're talking about being able to rectify those things that are wrong and bring about a healing, a much needed healing that we are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years uh, 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 in the making waiting for. Then that means that we're going to have to. We're going to have to address those things that we have become comfortable with just kind of looking at and pushing to the side. So there was something that was in the media cycle last week, and it's, it, it's going to keep coming up sporadically, but it is emblematic. It is emblematic of this idea that there is no accountability. It is emblematic. Uh, it is case in point of the the cause of that, that lack of, uh, confidence in, in our system that is supposed to be, that is supposed to assure justice, it is, it is quite clearly the, just a great representation, an awful representation. I don't want to say great. Right? It's nothing happy about this, but it's an, it's an awful representation of what it means to be excluded. because, in the case that I'm going to, I'm, I'm about to reference, uh, this took place uh, in Dallas, Botham Jean, who was a 2016 grad of Harding University in Arkansas. He was killed by police officer Amber Geyer, who, according to her testimony, her her account of things, entered uh, Jean's home, allegedly, allegedly mistaking his apartment for hers. She came into a dark room, saw a dark silhouette in what she believed was her apartment, at which point she, according to her her account, gave commands that were ignored and she discharged her weapon. Now, this was after, I believe, 12 hours or 14 hours on duty. So she was off duty. She came home. And what happened happened. Now, of course, there's what her account is, and then it's always going to be another account. So her account is being disputed. So there are some discrepancies between what she says and what two other witnesses provided uh, as as their recollection of what what took place. Now, what I did mention is that Officer Geiger, uh, she said that the door was open uh, or that it opened up under the pressure of the lock. Opened up, she went in. Now, the discrepancies are that the door was not open. And in fact, uh, the witnesses state that they heard Geiger yelling, let me in, let me in. Now, another thing that deserves mention is that there was a bright red doormat right outside of Botham Jean's apartment that, by all accounts, you know, should have been uh, a sign that she was going into the wrong apartment. Now here's the accountability issue on this. Here's the accountability issue. I did mention that she didn't just fire it, she fired her handgun but but he died. Right? This young man died. She was arrested 3 days later. 3 days later on manslaughter charges. And currently is free on bail uh, as would be the you know that's kind of like par for the course. It's just, that's just how it goes. But aside from the fact that she was arrested, she was arrested three days later and not at the time of the incident, um, the fact that in this situation, they were not able to fall back on plan A. Plan A is always to discredit The deceased always to discredit the deceased. The first thing that's looked for is a criminal record. Any types of complaints, any types of complaints that have been filed against the individual, whether they be in the workplace, in in school, that's the first thing that, that, that happens. And it is all to paint that individual in a negative light. It is to discredit, to devalue them as a human being, and to justify the police officer, whether that police officer should be, should be given any latitude. Well, that's, that's not, that's not even a, that's not even a consideration, not even a question. Because once again, we're going back to why, why people, why a, a great segment of our population feels the way that it does. And it's because there is not a, there is no expectation of accountability. There is no expectation real expectation of fair treatment. And we fully expect that even if we are in the right, we will be shown in a light that shows us if we've ever been wrong, that's the light we're going to be shown in. I mean, why else would why else would media outlets pull up pictures of an individual when they were arrested? Now, this this may seem absolutely completely foreign to you because for some of our population, the idea of being, the, the threat of being arrested or the likelihood of being arrested is so low and so foreign that it does not, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, this idea that you could walk out the house and be, you know, and find yourself in front of a police camera, getting a mugshot. shot. Just off of the fact that you live in a particular area and that you are around people, you are, you are born or you are where you are. Simple as that. And it's very few people. It's, there takes a lot of living and a lot of change for us to have the type of agency, the, the ability to start determining where we're going to be, that comes often. That comes for a lot of people much later on in life. There's a, there are a lot of things that have to happen. There's a lot of awareness that has to take place before before we start to look at our surroundings and say, maybe I need to, I need to be somewhere else. I need to do something else because this is where, this is where the system casts its net. So this idea that if there is a mugshot on file, that's the first thing they want to do is pull up the mugshot. And that is how they're going to represent. That's how they're going to represent you, how they're going to present you to the world. But they couldn't do that this time. They couldn't do that with this brother, Botham Jean. As I mentioned, 2016 grad of Harding University. They couldn't. They couldn't pull out the smear campaign. They couldn't go to plan A. And there's a lot of folks that I'm sure are not happy about that. This was a young professional. But the question, the question is going to be whether or not there's going to be any real justice that is going to come after this and really let me let me dial back myself for a minute. I think that is that is a policy change that needs to take place just in terms of when we talk about tainting the jury pool or uh, uh, causing uh, prejudice don't show another, another black man, after he has been gunned down, don't tell me about his record before we have found out the circumstances surrounding his death. Because if you're not leading off with the complaints that have been filed against a police officer, then you should not be leading off with Facts or issues that are inconsequential, that are prejudicial in terms of the court of public opinion. And the reality is, is that it is far too easy to find yourself arrested when you come from or find yourself at the very least uh, yeah, picked up, detained with a mugshot. It's far too easy to find yourself in that position when you come from some of these communities That many in America don't understand. So. We talk about these two different cases. Mention them for the purpose. The sole purpose. Of reminding us. Reminding us that. If we are going to be effective. Then we need to. Make sure that we are that we are paying attention. We need to make sure that we're paying attention, that we're concentrating on the issue and that we're being deliberate. We're we're being deliberate about executing our responsibility to collectively uphold justice. And that we we are not allowing ourselves to be prejudiced because of a person's occupation or because of past mistakes or because of systemic injustices and and, and, uh, inequalities that don't often present themselves in that picture that we're looking at, but that that are definitely at work behind the scenes under the surface. So if we're going to address those things, if we're going to make sure that we don't pass on some of the same baggage and weight and disease onto our future generations, then we've got to start paying attention and concentrate on these issues And we've got to be committed to bring about justice and we've got to make sure that we're not allowing ourselves to be distracted. So it's good for us to slow down every now and again. It's good for us to pause and take a look at what was thrown in front of us and then just swipe swipe to the left or swipe to the right or whatever it is and we go on to the next thing. It's good for us to take time. So that being said, we're going to go ahead we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in a moment. I believe we're going to get into the uh, to the jobs report. Yeah, we'll get into the jobs report and uh, yeah, we'll do that. So this is Radio Slime. We're on WCEB 1450 AM. We'll be back in just a minute.
2: Islam, the nation's first daily live call and talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support Thank you
0: Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq al and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Remember to keep up with us on social media, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. Okay, one of the things that I really do uh, enjoy about being here is being able to kind of connect the dots and and, and bring in resources that we might not normally um, have access to or maybe just maybe just don't know about. Uh, and one of those is we've had it's been I think about I don't know, I don't know, I think maybe six six or seven months, uh, but we have been in contact um, with our friends over at the Chicago Urban League and we have the weekly, jobs report uh, and and by that well with that we talked to uh employment specialist Kimberly s Pearson and she gives us the rundown on what is available uh, what is open for all you job seekers out there and I think we have her on the line now so let's see we have her on the line okay hello Kim are you there
2: yes I'm here, Hi,
0: hey hey So uh, what's going on? What what great news do you have for the job seekers this week?
2: Uh, So first up, I have Natural USA. They are looking for experienced uh, CDL Class A truck drivers For their decab distribution center, and so individuals interested in this position do need to have a minimum of two years' experience with their CDL, um, and also um, need to just have a really good, clean MVR, as most truck driving positions do require. And something the employer wants individuals to know is uh, the starting pay is actually $20.50 per hour. And this uh, package is actually comes with a full benefits package, including 401k matching, pay time off, medical, dental, vision, and uh, more. If you're interested in applying for this position, you can visit NestleUSA.Taleo.net. Um Next up, I have Chicago Access Network, better known as KMTV. Uh, They are looking for a full-time IT support tech. So this is someone who will deliver good customer service, but also provide technical support to the um, internal organization as well as to external customers. And you must have experience with hardware and software um, and making sure that those things actually function at high levels. So if you're interested in this position, you would uh, need to have a bachelor's degree in computer science or related fields or uh, a good combination of work experience in the IT world. If you're interested in applying for this position with CAN-TV, you can reach out with your email. um, You can actually send an email with your cover letter and resume to hr at cantv.org. Next up, I have Lyric Opera Chicago, which is also one of our uh, fun partners here. They partner up a lot with our education department. They're looking for a public relations manager. And this is someone who would be responsible for maintaining uh, content on behalf of the Lyric Opera all across the uh, platform. So uh, their blog, magazine, their e-newsletter, program books, videos, whatever uh, information that goes out externally about the organization, events, and special projects, this person will be responsible for managing all of those pieces of media. And if you're interested, you can send your resume and cover letter to jobs at LyricOpera.org, and don't uh, shy away from mentioning that you heard about the position uh, through Chicago Urban League since we have such a good partnership with them. And the next lead, actually it's a great segue, we here at the Urban League, we're looking for an executive assistant uh, for our interim president, Ms. Barbara Lumpkin. And this person would be responsible uh, for providing, of course, executive level role, administrative support as well as project management skills, Directly uh, working directly with the president as well as our board of directors and all of our senior level leadership here. Um, this position is very high level, it's very high end, it's high profile, and we are looking to fill it as soon as possible. Uh, some of the key requirements are we will need someone with a bachelor's degree um, and or a minimum of five to seven years of experience. Uh, where they are supporting a C-suite level manager. That's a a definite must. Obviously, someone with technical skills in Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook. We want someone who's really good at creating email blasts, very good with the Internet, and able to prioritize multiple projects all the time in a highly fast-paced environment. Uh, These are keys that's very, very important. If you are interested, you can send us your resume and cover letter to careers at the League.org. And please mention that you heard about the position in our weekly radio segment um, because we are definitely looking for referrals for this position. Also, anyone that's interested can feel free to reach out to me. Um, I just ask that you send me your resume, of course, um, when you reach out. And here at the Week, we always have great things going on. First up, I'm always excited this time of year because we have our EY Connect Day. So, EY or Ernest and Young, for uh, individuals that don't know, they have a impact day every year, and this year it's October fifth. And what happens is they come to the urban league and they do a day full of professional career development activities. Um, what's also really unique is because EY is a, a global accounting firm, they will be doing some investment and in financial literacy training during this session. So, investment one-on-one. One, the importance of compound interest, how to buy, follow, and purchase stocks, and what they mean for you on the per, uh, personal or individual level. Uh, during this session, we're also going to have professional headshots done, lunch will be provided. Uh, it's just a day full of high. Uh, energy. It's fun, but very, very educational. It's going to be here at the Urban League, October 5th at 12 o'clock. It'll run a few hours, uh, but it's definitely worth your time. Anyone that's interested in coming out, we get a lot of great positive feedback from uh, the people who come from Ernest & Young as well as our participants. And so we're really excited to host it, and we're hoping that we get as many people in the door as possible, but space is limited. So if you're interested in coming out, you must RSVP with us, and our phone number is 773-624-8800. Uh, Also, you can call that number because we have our next cohort for our Urban Tech Jobs program. So if you are over 18 and you have a high school diploma or a GED and you are interested in IT and you are currently unemployed, this may be the program for you. Every Thursday at 9 o'clock, we have orientation here at Workforce Development. And it actually highlights like, all of our programs, but right now we are actively recruiting for our next urban tech program. Our next cohort will be starting in just a couple weeks. And I believe this next cohort is focused on networking, getting a certification in networking. And I think that's awesome because we know that that is one of those key, core competencies needed to be successful in IT related um, jobs so if you're interested you can come out again we're here every Thursday at 9 a.m. or you can give us a call our number is 773-624-8800 and for the urban tech program you can ask to speak with either Regina or Leslie as they are the program managers for urban tech Um, or you can just leave a message if you're not available and I know they'll get right back to you
0: okay Thank you very much. That was that was that was a lot of stuff there. That was quite a oh, bit. Oh, good. I hope
2: it's good stuff.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, good. as Glad as always, thank you. Look forward to talking to you next week.
2: Absolutely, always
0: a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, Kim. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Radio Islam family. That is the conclusion of our job support. Now, whether you're looking or not, you probably know someone who is, so be sure to share. Let them know that they can find this job support wherever they get their podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You'll find it. Uh, just look up Radio Slime Jobs Report. Um, so, that being said, it's time for us to get out of here. So, I want to thank our engineers uh, over at WCEB. Make sure we come through loud and clear. I'm your host, producer and engineer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul malik Assistant producer is Ibrahim Bake, the impressive one uh, we remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guest are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of sound vision foundation and with that we will leave you as we greeted you Alaikum. may the peace that only god can give be upon you